You're a miserable person. I don't even know who you are, he said to me. He was right. I am miserable, and I don't know who I am. I stared out the living room window, trying to figure out how I lost myself in these fourteen years of marriage. Tears rolled down my cheeks. Nick left town to avoid the drama of me packing and moving out. I volunteered to leave because I couldn't afford the house anyway. My friend Teresa said she'd love to have me live with her, so that's where I was headed. I couldn't believe I was leaving my home. As I watched the cars drive by, I hoped his car would pull into the driveway and he'd rush in and tell me how sorry he was and how much he loved me, and he'd begged me to stay. The cars just kept passing by. Then a big yellow school bus full of children drove by. Feelings of failure flooded over me as I stood up to finish packing. I took many breaks in my favorite chair to look out the window and cry over memories. I was still in shock over what was really happening. We are getting a divorce. I should have realized there was a problem when I started researching getting a facelift. People kept saying things to me like, You look tired. Or, Are you feeling okay? Even Nick kept asking me, What's wrong? Or, You look so sad. I just assumed my face was sagging and I needed a facelift. It never occurred to me that I was tired. I was not feeling well and I was deeply sad. I'd also noticed that I didn't stand up straight, and my shoulders seemed to slouch forward. I felt old, run down. As I walked into each room to sort through my things, my wedding ring felt heavy on my finger. But I wasn't ready to take it off. You're a miserable person. I don't even know who you are. Kept replaying in my mind, and the tears blurred my eyes while I pulled shoes out of the closet by the front door. Then I saw my roller skates. When I was young, I used to love to roller skate. So about a year ago, I tried to pick it up again. I ordered these beautiful white skates with red wheels and red laces. I was so excited when they arrived. Skating was my attempt to find myself again. The day they were delivered, I laced them up and took off down our long driveway. I was happy. I felt like a fearless teenager without a care in the world. The driveway was more sloped than I had realized, and I was gaining speed. I didn't remember how to slow down, so I quickly turned backwards to use my toe brakes to stop, but I was going too fast, and I fell hard on my hip and arm. The pavement scraped the skin off my arm, side, and butt, and I was bleeding like crazy. I took off my skates and walked stalking foot back to the house. I never put the skates on again. I rolled them out of the closet, but couldn't decide if I should pack them or leave them behind. I sat down by the window and imagined myself skating down the driveway and falling. I knew what that fall did to me. I lost another small part of who I was. I wondered if I would ever get the happy me back, if I would ever find her again. It wasn't Nick's fault. I did it to myself. I let myself go. I stopped liking myself. But I did like Nick. For some crazy reason, I liked Nick. Please drive up the driveway. Please drive up the driveway. Am I really that awful? You'll find somebody who likes to do the things you like, whatever that is, he said to me. I went upstairs to take a shower and sat by the drain on the tile floor, crying until the hot water turned cold. Who am I? Who am I? I cried. The long shower and hard cry helped. I realized that although I didn't know who I was or what exactly I liked, I knew what I didn't like.
This gave me hope that by the process of elimination, I could find out who I was. I knew I didn't like the same things Nick liked, but yet I did almost everything he wanted to do. The last year or two, I cut back on doing what Nick wanted, so he had to go with friends or alone. I didn't even feel guilty about it anymore. I was glad when he left to do something without me. I felt off the hook and free for a couple of hours. I was worn out from doing things that, if I were single, I would never want to do. When we met, he didn't smoke, but he'd picked up the habit again, and I found myself married to a smoker, a habit I despised. Nick bought a motorcycle, then expected me to ride with him, even though he knew how much I disliked motorcycles. My old boyfriend had had a terrible accident on his motorcycle, and I hated them ever since. And yet there I was, hopping on the back of his bike every time he wanted me to.